0: Hello, and welcome to Scared by Scott. I'm your host, Scott Newman. If you're new to the show here, I'd like to welcome you officially. And if you're someone who's been listening for the past few episodes, I have a favor to ask. Something simple, if you could simply please leave a rating and review on your preferred podcast app of choice really helps promote the show and bring it to new listeners who might enjoy these stories. Also, please be sure to share it with friends and family who might also enjoy these stories as well. That way the podcast can continue to grow and reach new listeners. Thank you. This episode contains only one story. It's a little bit of a longer one. And it's titled... Scratches. I turned my head towards the far right corner of the living room, towards where I had heard the sound. I then turned to my wife, sitting on the couch to my left. She returned my puzzled look and then asked me, Did you hear something? I replied, Yeah, it kind of sounded like scratching. There was an animal outside, scraping its paw against the ground. There are a few feral cats that lived in our neighborhood, and I guessed it was another one of them out there. That's the explanation I gave my wife. The moment passed, and we returned to watching the TV show that had held our attention a moment earlier. The truth was, though, I could not have been more wrong. Later that same night, my wife decided to retire to the bed early, and I stayed up alone downstairs in the living room. I had always been one to stay up late, despite the fact that tonight there didn't seem to be anything else to watch on TV. At least nothing that I felt was worthy of my time. Nothing on Netflix that piqued my interest, and I had already watched all the movies in my home collection more than once. So I reclined back in my chair and stayed there in the peace and quiet, soaking it up for a while. That was until I heard the sound again. From the exact same spot. This time I decided to be more proactive about it and stood up from my chair to investigate. I put on the front porch light. I guess that if there was some small animal out there that it would scatter. Or if not, then when it heard me undo the deadbolt and open the door it would definitely bolt. Somewhat surprised, I looked down to the area past the side of the porch and saw nothing. Scanning the nearby shrubs, expecting to see the reflection of light in the animal's eyes. But I still saw nothing. Like many of the other homes in our neighborhood, our front porch consists of cement. I figured out that's where I had heard the noise from. Satisfied with finding nothing else, I went back inside and shut the door. I finally decided that had been enough excitement for one night and retired to bed myself. I work an early shift for my job and thus am up early before anyone else in the house. That includes my wife and two young kids. I was finishing getting ready to walk out the back door when I heard a now familiar noise coming from the living room. There was something different this time, though. The scratches sounded louder, more vocal than before. They were more persistent. They came again, even more forceful the second time. I felt as if they were demanding my immediate attention. I went out through the front door, being careful to make as little noise as possible. After all, I didn't want to wake up either of our kids this early and leave my wife to deal with the aftermath. I decided to make a couple of rounds encircling the house, attempting to seek out the source of the now persistent scratching. I searched the shrubs, starting in the front and making my way to the back of the house. Still, I saw nothing. Puzzled and disappointed, I gave up my search and decided I needed to leave for work to avoid being late. My attention fluttered as I found it hard to focus. Even more troubling to me now was that I still couldn't identify what was producing the scratches. A few more days passed, and the scratching continued. My wife was growing worried. The kids refused to go down to the basement to play, as it was possible to hear the scratching from down there as well, down on that same corner of the house under the living room. One time I even went down to listen for myself. It sounded like something was trying to break through the wall of the foundation itself. With no other ideas and uh, increasing dread growing in the back of my mind, I called a local exterminator. I thought it was possible that there was some animal that had somehow made its way inside the walls of our home. If that was the case, I wanted it taken care of before it died and we'd all have to deal with a new shock to our senses. The exterminator arrived about an hour after my somewhat panicked call. Luckily for me, he had an opening in his schedule that morning and was able to fit me in. He inspected the area outside. He then walked around the house, appearing to be very attentive to the ground and foundation of the house. After the outside inspection concluded, he asked to see the basement and then the attic after that. His theory was... There must be a hole somewhere. He said this hole wouldn't have to be too big for an animal to squeeze through, and then it could have gotten stuck somewhere and couldn't find its way back out. After about an hour of searching, the exterminator found me sitting. I'm sorry, sir. I can't see any hole or any other opening where something could have found its way into your house. And I haven't heard any scratching or any other animal-like noises. Well, what else could it be? I wish I knew, buddy. Well, if you folks need anything else, just give us a call. Thank you for your time. As he turned to leave, though, he stopped mid-step and turned the face the direction of where we had both heard it, not even bothering to look at me when he spoke. It's something underground. The next day I contacted our landlord to let her know about what had been happening for the past week. Being that we lived on a rental property, I couldn't go tearing up the front yard of our house as I pleased. We lived in a vibrant Busy neighborhood. The thought of turning my house upside down made my stomach turn. But I had to know what was going on. I had the feeling deep down there was more to this than simple animal mischief. I got a hold of the landlord by email. Her response to my query to further investigate the sounds surprised me. She forbid us from doing any changes to the landscape, much less digging down into the yard to look for something that may not even be there. I was immediately suspicious. I gave my wife the bad news. She had finally decided to leave and take the kids with her to go stay at her dad's place. He lived over in a neighboring town, so I... Would be alone for at least a few days. As she walked out the door, she shot me a glance, a glance that stated, You need to figure this out. So I made the decision later that night. I was going to find out what, if anything, was in my yard. I got up early the next morning. As luck would have it, it was Saturday and I had the day off from work. I got dressed and grabbed my shovel from the garage. The day was still mirroring the night, as darkness still covered everything. I used my phone's flashlight setting to illuminate what I was doing. I inserted the shovel into the ground and began to the dig. There was no turning back now. I continued digging for what seemed like a while, looking up only as the occasional jogger or walker passed by. I brought up another shovel full of dirt when I saw something begin to reveal itself to me. It looked white, like the ivory of an elephant's tusk. I dropped the shovel behind me and got down on my hands and knees. I began to dig with my hands. Somehow I already knew what I had found. As I pulled it out of the ground, I brushed off more dirt and bugs that had accumulated inside and around it. It was a child sized human skull. Soon after that, I found the rest of the body. I called the police when I was finished. My landlords went in for questioning. The house in my entire yard became a potential crime scene. The entire town was talking about it from what I had discovered. Even my wife and I had to sit down at one point with the police and retell our entire story to them. Given the enormity of the situation, my boss was able to give me some time off from work until things cooled down. It was also overwhelming. I didn't want to talk about it with anyone. I was thankful for the time off from my job. I wanted to be there for my family to help them get through this. The police conducted an extensive search of the house and yard. Out of it, there was only one body. The body belonged to a young boy who they identified through dental records. He had disappeared from a town almost 100 miles away, about 10 years ago, based on missing persons reports. My family and I had only lived in the house for a little over three years now. I never did find out how he died. The truth was, I didn't want to know. No suspect was ever found. The police had no plausible explanation the scratching noises it just wasn't possible they said nowadays I find it hard to sleep whenever I close my eyes in the darkness I see the boy's bony arm reaching up out of its shallow grave and bring its white fingers across the brick of my house again and again until there's nothing left but white dust. A few months later, things began to die down. Life started to resemble something normal. One day, I answered a knock at my front door. Standing there was an elderly man in his mid-seventies. He introduced himself as Arthur. He told me he had been the previous occupant of the house with his wife. They had moved out about a year before we had moved in. Arthur asked me how I was getting along since everything had happened. I said, Okay, I suppose. As good as could be, considering everything. Oh, that's good to hear, he stated. But before I could say anything else... He looked around. He then asked me another question about something there was no way he could have known about. A detail that the police never released to the media. He said, Tell me, son. We need you first hear the scratching. This concludes our episode for today. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check the show notes for information about the stories and authors presented in this episode. Please be sure to subscribe to Scared by Scott wherever you listen to horror podcasts. And until next time, try not to get scared.